we are justified by the precious sacrifice of our dear Lord Jesus. Now you have given to us the ministry of reconciliation. You have committed to us, Lord, the word of reconciliation. Tonight we open up our hearts for the stirring, the awakening of the Spirit that will propel us as real ambassadors, that will release us as men and women influencing our world with kingdom values, with kingdom power. We give you praise. Let your word have a free course. Let me speak as I ought to speak. In the precious name of Jesus. Let every ear be opened, Lord. Let every eye be opened, Lord. Let every heart be opened, Lord. I thank you. I thank you. Holy Spirit, I honor your presence. Have your way in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Let's appreciate the Lord. Please, you may be seated. Thank you for standing. Amen. Hallelujah. Once again, I'd like to thank God for the opportunity to be here. And I'd like to say a big thank you to the senior pastor and the entire team. For the invitation. I am very grateful. My wife and I, she could not be here because we also have a program in church um, since yesterday and she had to be around. Amen. Hallelujah. Wow. I believe that tonight is going to be explosive. Amen. And the Lord is going to set every heart on fire. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah to Jesus. Glory be to your mighty name. Thank you, Lord. Have your way. Have your way. Have your way, Lord. Have your way. Let your word have a free course. Oh, yes. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Yesterday, I believe that the Lord spoke to our hearts. Amen. And the Lord showed us how without us, the lost will remain lost. How you see, we need to understand as a church that what excites the world is not what necessarily excites heaven. We need to realize it. I read a book, A Vision That uh, Rejoiner Heart, Final Quest. I'm sure some of you have read that book. And it's amazing. You know, and I read the book usually... When you read about visions, we have to agree in principle with the Word of God. 
And so I, I, I went all over that because I realized that it agrees perfectly with the Word of God. And one of the places in the vision, he was taken to meet some of the people in the cloud of witnesses. And he met Apostle Paul. And he asked him what he had to say about the current church. And Paul said to him in the vision, he said, we can hardly recognize the church of your days. He said, we can hardly recognize the church and the message. The message. He said, when we were Christians, when we were believers, we used to preach and hear messages about sacrifice. Giving yourself to expand God's kingdom. And he said, we can hardly recognize the message of your days. That means it is being preached, but heaven is not recognizing it. And the Bible said the whole heaven rejoices. Not when somebody builds a house at Trasaco. You see, we need, to be, we need to be very careful, even as pastors. Some of the, the way we train our people, you know, to appreciate things. What excites the earth is not what necessarily excites heaven. The Bible said the things that are highly esteemed amongst men is an abomination in the sight of God. I read about another vision, and it's also biblical. One angel took the man, he had a vision to heaven, and, and, and he showed him the angel, he said, look, what you guys call gold on the earth, for which reason you cannot serve God, for which reason you don't have time for the Lord. He said, come, let me show you gold. He said, let me show you gold, what is real gold? Hallelujah. He said, what do you people call gold is sand? Hallelujah. You see, sometimes I tell people that what should be the real message in the church has rather become the odd message. The message of the kingdom, the message of the church being engulfed with passion. To see the kingdom expanded should be, I mean, the normal message in the church. But that has rather become a strange message. It has rather become a strange message. And when you read the letters to the seven churches of Asia Minor, the mistake we are making as a current church is that we suppose that letter was written to the seven churches of Asia Minor and it doesn't necessarily apply to us. But it does. Because they are representative of us, of the different states in which any church could find itself at any point in time. And, you know, he said many things to many churches. To one of them, he said, you have a name that you are alive. He said, but you don't know that you are dead. That is, in the sight of man, 
It looks like a vibrant church. What do we call a vibrant church today? A church that is talking about cars and buildings and material things seems to be the vibrant church of our days. He said, you have a name that you are alive, but you are dead. It is very, and these are the very words of Jesus. The revelation of Jesus to John on the island of Patmos. He says, you have a name. Jesus himself recognizes that. That in the midst of men, you are called a lively church. You are called a vibrant church. You are called a church that is growing. People are excited. He says, but you are dead. It's, it's very scary. It's very scary. It's very scary. And I always tell my wife, it amazes me when I look at some passages, I tell my wife, are they really aware that we shall all appear before the judgment seat of Christ? <laughs> Paul said, I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. What are we seeking to know? You know, and the seven churches to Asia, and to one of them, he said, he said, you, you, you think you are rich. He said, he said, he said, you think you are, you are very well. He said, but you don't know that you are poor. He's talking about poverty in the spirit. That is, there are people, you see, a church can be very, very, very lively, successful, but... Without kingdom treasure, it is poor. It is poor. That is why I came here just to encourage us that let's embrace the message is championing. Because it will give us treasure in heaven and we will be really wealthy in the sight of God. Not just among men, we will be wealthy, we will be counted wealthy in the sight of God. You know, I don't want to sound judgmental as to determine the end of a man, but there's one man I deeply admire, T.L. Osborne of blessed memory. A man who gave his life to preach the gospel, like what the Apostle Paul said. The Apostle Paul said he preached in places where Christ was not named. This man went to the heathen. Where there were Hindus, Muslims, no church. This was where he spent his life. He didn't die leaving an estate behind. Now he and his wife Daisy made a vow, a covenant, that they will invest their wealth into gospel ministry. Hallelujah. Now T.L. Osborne died. T.L. Osborne died. It's amazing. How many of you know how he died? Two of us. When T.L. Osborne was dying, he was with four generations of his family. It's online, you can read it. His children, his grandchildren, his great-grandchildren, his great-great-grandchildren. They were excellent. He, he sat with them in his hall. Was it his hall? I'm not too sure. sat with them and he told them about God. And he said, I'm going home. I'm going home. I'm going home. And he passed. 
preached the gospel to idolaters. Almost every of his books that you, should, you, you will see, you see pictures of idols and whatever places that he has been. And you see, in the sight of men, he may be poor. One man of God had a vision and they took him to heaven. And when they took him to heaven, the, heaven, the angel said to him, he said, let me show you a city. So they took him to the city. And then he said, whose city is that? And the angel said, that's T.L. Osborne's city. That's what the angel said to him. And he said, that's why I said, I didn't want to sound judgmental. At the end of the day, we'll know. But I'm just saying this to let us know that, you see, don't let us mistake earthly success for kingdom success. Don't let us mistake it at all. It will be one of your greatest mistakes to ever make. It will be one of our greatest mistakes to ever make as a church. And so we, this brings me to what I really want to talk about. You know, many of us, we talk about the, the people in the hall of faith in Hebrews 11. And these were the real people. Hallelujah. The movers and the shakers of their days. Bible said they subdued kingdoms. Hallelujah. Oh, I believe that with influence of the kingdom and subdued the kingdoms of this world. Hallelujah. Bible said they quenched the violence of fire. And by the time that event was over, Nebuchadnezzar declared that no one will serve any other God except the God of Sadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They brought kingdom influence to their generation. Bible said they stopped the mouth of lions. By the time that encounter was over, the king declared that anybody who prays to any other God except the God of Daniel will be put to death. They brought kingdom influence. And we know about their faith. They had good report, Bible said, by that faith. They obtained a good report. But there is one character of all these people in the hall of faith in Hebrews 11 who were the movers and the shakers. I believe God is raising kingdom movers and shakers amongst us. Hallelujah. And, and we need to, I want us to grasp this character. As I meditated on the word, I said, what made these guys to shake their world? What made these guys to bring kingdom influence in a way that an entire nation recognized their God? What made them accomplish that? What made that possible? And I'm sorry to say, that is what is missing in charismatic Pentecostal circles today. It's missing. Glory be to Jesus. My prayer is that you will just open your heart. Because I preach to you the word of God. Hallelujah. I want us to open to Hebrews 11. Hebrews 11. Verse 30. Help us, Lord. These are died in faith, 
not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, and were persuaded of them, and embraced them. May that be your experience. Hallelujah. You need to believe the promises of God and embrace them. He said, and were persuaded of them and embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. Today you can title my message, Strangers and Pilgrims. Hallelujah. Strangers and Pilgrims. Reverend, and this is what the enemy attacks, this mindset in the church. You know, and we even criticize it. Because the enemy has helped the church to coin a word called escapism. To criticize people who are very heavily minded. And we say that you are too heavily minded to be of any earthly good. But the study of the scriptures tell me that anybody who shook his world for God was so heavily minded that heaven exploded in them here on this earth. Hallelujah. And I want us to watch it. As the devil deceives us, today, people who are very heavenly minded are criticized. The Bible says that they confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. Hallelujah. The reason why Believers are all over. Now, I want to ask a question. I want to ask a question. At the, at the point of your death, if you are dying today, if you see yourself dying, departing, I beg you, answer this question truthfully. Will you ask for a house? What, what will you ask? It will be the most important thing in your life. That's what you ask for. That's why there are people who despise God. And sometimes at the point of their death, when they see themselves standing in the middle of eternity, they call, can you please, why, why don't they call their fellow businessmen? They say, their fellow drunkards, or their fellow womanizers, or their fellow, they say, can you please send for the pastor for me? That, this is what I want to say. That means the people who impact their generations, they are dying men every day. Paul said, I die daily. Hallelujah. They are so heavenly minded. <laughs> Glory be to God. Hallelujah. I pray that you will get this. I pray that you get it. It will change the way you respond to life. 
Many years ago, I heard Bishop Daggyward Mill say something. That, you know, when he started his church, he planted a few churches, and he was very lackadaisical about church planting. As he, I mean, he should, he should have been. You know, he wasn't that um, serious as he should have been. And one day on his way to Kumasi with some of his pastors, I think Bishop Kakra, Bishop Saki, other people, they were in the car. And the car somersaulted. And then, when the car landed, he asked, Kakra, are you alive? That's what he said. Saki, are you alive? He said from that day, he knew he could die at any time. And that's what changes. So that's what made him to be sending people everywhere. Go, 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 go start churches. And I'm telling you that from the word of God, the reason why these men, you see, look at, look at the three Hebrew boys. They were in the midst of the furnace of fire. And they said that we are not careful to answer you. In other words, look, we are already dead. You can't kill us. We are already dead. The reason why Christians compromise at the slightest challenge is because we, we don't live like strangers and pilgrims. I don't know whether you are getting my message. Glory be to God. Let's continue to verse 14. Is it a good message? He said, For they that say such things declare plainly. There is no ambiguity. When you see them, you know it. They declare plainly that they seek a country. Hallelujah. Verse 15. And truly, if they had been mindful of that country from whence they came out, they might have had opportunity to have returned. Stay here. Look at this. Stay, stay at 15. Stay at 15. Look at it. Verse 15 is saying that they don't think this way because if they should decide to live differently and change the world, they can't make it. He said, if they had been mindful of that country from whence they came out, they might have had opportunity to have returned. Some people think when we preach messages like this, maybe it's because um, we are not rich. That's why we are preaching like that. Maybe it's because we don't have businessmen in our church. That's why we are preaching like that. Maybe it's because... We didn't make it in life. That's what I preached on that. No. He said, if they, if they had been mindful, they would have had an opportunity. Verse 16. Verse 16. Verse 16 now. He said, but now they desire a better country. Hallelujah. That is a heavenly. So you see, it is an intentional lifestyle that they chose. Hallelujah. It is a conscious decision. Like Paul said, I determined not to know anything. May we come to that place at a church where we will determine to live this kind of life. Hallelujah. He said, but now they desire a better country that is a heavenly. Man of God, this is what shocked me. He said, wherefore? In other words, because of all these things, God is not ashamed to be called their God. 
think about it. No, think about it. These are the people that when they say, that's a Christian, God will say, yeah, I'm a God. Hallelujah. For others, God wonders the way we live. How we cannot, we cannot use our earthly positions, opportunities, wealth to lay hold on eternal things. And he watches us. Do you really want to come where I am? Do you really want to be there? Do you really want this heaven? Do you really want this city? Do you really want this mansion? God wonders. But look at what he said. He said, God is not ashamed to be called their God. Why? Because he has prepared for them a city. And they want it. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah to Jesus. Glory be to God. I think when we get this mindset as a church, everything will change. I'm telling you, everything will change. You can see how materialism has stolen our hearts from God. You can see how materialism has destroyed the hearts of people who are called and anointed with holy oil to advance the cause of God. Bible said in those days, the enemy would deceive people and they would think that gain is godliness. He said, from such turn away. Gain is not necessarily godliness. Hallelujah. He said, from such Turn away. Turn away. Turn away. Oh, I wish tonight before you sleep, you just focus on verse 16. But now, they desire a better country. That is a heavenly. Wherefore, God is not ashamed to be called my God. And then you ask yourself, is God proud to be called my God? You ask yourself. Is God proud to be called my God? Is he proud to be called my God? It's a very serious question. It's a very serious Wherefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God. Yeah. And, and I want to say this. You see, the reason why we don't see the supernatural mighty hand and manifestations of God is because of this mentality of pilgrims and strangers that is leaving us. Look at the three Hebrew boys. Jesus was supposed to have, have appeared in the New Testament in person. But do you know that there were Old Testament appearances of Jesus? One of them is the rock. The rock from which the water came. It was Jesus. And Nebuchadnezzar put three in the fire. He said, but I see a fourth man. And the fourth is like the Son of God. Hallelujah. You see, Jesus literally stepped in. Glory be to God. If you want to see certain manifestations of God in your business, in your career, in your marriage, in your finances, you must live like a pilgrim and like a stranger. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. It's very important. 
But now they desire a better country, a heavenly. Not too long ago, I was listening to the news, and some people were asking for something. Of course, I do understand their reaction, but it really hit me. You know, and then they told them, you know, your reward is in heaven. And they said, look, don't tell me about heaven. If there's any heaven, I want it right now. <laughs> and that's how we think today. If there are mansions in heaven, I want it right now. That's not how to think. It doesn't mean God will not give you mansions. No, Jesus said that. Here in this life, you are going to have a hundredfold. But you see, you must, you must, oh, help us, Lord. Help us, help us, Lord. You must, you must live. I must live and think like somebody on a journey. On a journey. On a journey. Today, one movie that will not survive in the modern church is The Pilgrim's Progress. If you show it in the modern church, nobody's interested. Nobody's interested. It's very boring to us. The Pilgrim's Progress. That you're on your way to heaven and this, this is your life. It's very boring to us. Because we don't think as pilgrims. Hallelujah. First Peter chapter 1. I don't know if I'm preaching to somebody here. Amen. But I believe I am. First Peter chapter 1. Verse 1. First Peter chapter 1 verse 1. Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to the strangers. Now this is Peter's first epistle. I believe, even though he wrote it to these people, it is to the entire body of Christ. Hallelujah. And he said, Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to the strangers. Scattered throughout Pontus, Galatia, Cappadocia, Asia, and Bithynia. Who was he talking about? Elect according to the foreknowledge of God the Father through sanctification of the Spirit unto obedience and sprinkling of the blood of Jesus. Grace unto you and peace be multiplied. So he was talking about people who have received grace and he called them strangers. Strangers and pilgrims. Strangers and pilgrims. The reason why our jobs have become an end in themselves and we have forgotten about bringing kingdom influence to someone in that workplace is because we have forgotten that we are just passing through. 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 And all our songs have changed. Now we sing songs about And that's what excites us. But I remember not too long ago, maybe just about 10 years or something. And I know people like Reverend Dennis, you remember the songs of your days. I remember when I became born again, went to secondary school in SU. There were songs. Have another world in view, in view. I have another world in view. 
I have another world in view, in view. I have another world in view. My Savior's God to prepare me a place. I have another world in view. My Savior's God to prepare me a place. I have another world in view. I'm sure somebody is thinking, look, young man, if you want to die, die now and just disappear. <laughs> no. <laughs> but I have seen in the Bible that the movers and the shakers, people that God could use mightily, they were men and women who were passionate about where they were going. Bible said Moses, when he came to years, he refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Please follow this. Choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Hallelujah. Oh, let's read it from the same Hebrews 11. Hallelujah. Oh, this is good. Amen. Hallelujah. Wow. Verse 24. By faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter, choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Verse 26 was the secret. Look at it. Esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. Look at what followed. Colon. This is awesome. He said, For he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. Amen. This is deep. This is powerful. The reason why Moses chose to sacrifice to advance the cause of God the reason why Moses chose to sacrifice, to bring heaven's influence to bear to his people, was because he esteemed the reproach of Christ. Greater riches. The things I have to go through to advance the cause of God. He said, this, this is greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. Egypt is a type of the world. And he's saying that, for he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. Moses regarded what would be offered him by this sacrifice he was making. You see, today, many Christians, you see, we don't value the mansions. Jesus said, the message I'm preaching may be very strange to you, but I pray that you get it. Jesus said, in my father's house... There are many mansions. He said, if it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. In my father's house, there are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. But this thing is missing in the church. That you see believers 
passionate about their mansions, passionate about their city in heaven. No, it will change the way we live. We will be businessmen with a difference. We will be career men and women with a difference. We will be students with a difference. And not because we are going to fail. We are going to excel so much in order to position us to give a bigger testimony of Jesus. Oh yes. It will change the way we live. How can you own a school? A Christian. Because you want to meet societal standards. You want to be politically correct. Somebody goes through your school from preschool to JHS and finishes. That's about 10 or 11 years in your school and you never planted the kingdom in their hearts. All you were doing was collecting school fees. Collecting school fees. Can you imagine? Just think about it. Just think about it. Just think about it. Comes to somebody works for you. For five years. And you never planted a kingdom in their lives. That's, you see, this is what I want you to get it. And that's how we are living. As ordinary people, we are not going anywhere. We don't have regard for rewards. Bible said, I will give to you a white stone. Somebody said, what is white stone? I can buy some on the spinter's road. We don't have a regard for these things. That's why we live the way we live. The Bible said, those who say those things, they declare plainly that they are seeking a country. Hallelujah. They are seeking a country. I always tell my church, I said, look, I am not looking for mansions in heaven. I'm looking for cities. I tell them, and that's my heart. That's, my, that's really what is burning in, inside me. You may look, it may sound very superficial and whatever, but that's a real life. Bible says God is not ashamed to be called their God. This thing I'm telling them is so real to them, and that's how they are living. It's so real. It's so real to them. It's so real. You see, and because we are not passionate about where we are going, ideas don't come to us. It's because if you have a school, it may be inappropriate to use classes hours to be talking about the kingdom. You see, maybe instead of teaching math, you are teaching this. No, that, that would not be right. But you see, if you are so passionate about it, huh, how can I plant the kingdom in the hearts of these children? God will give you an idea. I'm telling you, God will give you an idea. You make a vow. Hey, nobody will pass this through, I mean, will go through my school without an opportunity to experience the kingdom. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Somebody works for you in your house. They have been working for you for 10 years. They are not even born again. And that's how we live. Because we don't have respect unto the recompense of that reward. We want everything here. God didn't say he wouldn't bless us here. He, he will. But he says, don't live for here. Use what I'm giving you here to access 
day. Glory to God. Oh, this is awesome. And that's what Jesus was trying to show the, young, the rich young ruler. When he said, go and sell all that you have, give it to the poor, and come and follow me. He said, and you will have treasure in heaven. And that's where, where his Bible said he went away sorrowful. Sorrowful. Ah. Me ba sorry na me kase. Who become sick and was at Uka treasure in heaven. He went away sorrowful because he had great wealth. He went away sorrowful. Sorrowful. Because Jesus was talking about treasure in heaven. You must always remember, it doesn't matter how long you live, eternity is longer. And, and we need to prepare for eternity. It's amazing. People prepare for their pension. Maybe after pension, you are going to live for, let's say, another 30 years, another 40 years, God willing. Or sometimes, another just 10 years. Another just 20 years. And sometimes we take 30 years to prepare for 20 years. And we don't prepare for eternity. It's amazing. It's amazing. By faith, verse 27 of Hebrews 11. By faith. This is, this is powerful. By faith, he forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king. For he endured, as seeing him who is invisible. So Moses was looking at an invisible thing. And that's what gave him the endurance to defy the limitations on this earth. Give him endurance. So today, somebody has employed people, the nature of the work environment, you know, you don't have to talk about God. You know, it's a, you must be politically correct. Everybody wants to be safe. We are all afraid of the systems of Egypt, you know. People even don't want to add Christian to their school. Somebody said, if you, know, if you run a school like that, nobody will come. We are afraid. We are afraid. We are afraid. I was talking to a woman where my children attend because I believe that I want a Christian school. I took them to a first Christian school. The woman told me it's a Christian school. And my children will come home singing worldly songs. And I asked her, what did you hear? They said, in the bus. I said, you can't go to such a school. So I moved them. I moved them to another school. That's, these are my persuasions. I will not be paying school fees and then you'll be destroying their hearts for me. No, 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 no. So, I took them to another school, and this one, she has added Christian to her school. And I wanted to know whether it's really a Christian school. So I had a chat with the woman. I'm telling you, I was so impressed. And since my children stepped in that school, my wife told me, and I said, I've also seen, I've never heard them singing a worldly song. Not once. The woman told me, here, it's not a joke. The school is buying Christian school at Ajiringano. I was so impressed. Every day when they come home, they will tell you a Bible verse. They will tell you something they learned from the Bible. They will tell you something about God. 
They will tell you something. My teacher taught me this song. And they sing about Jesus. And they sing about heaven. And I said, look, this is how to live as a Christian. You don't start a school and go the way of the world. You are a kingdom entrepreneur. Glory to God. Oh, hallelujah to Jesus. Wow. Wow. So he was not afraid of the wrath of the king. He was not afraid. By faith he forsook Egypt. Not fearing. This fear is what is killing. Many people think that, you know, if I live like that, I'll be poor. If I preach like this, my church will never grow. It is a lack of faith. It's a lack of faith. Uh, the school, if I what broke the camels back in that school, a woman I thought was a very strong Christian. One day we attended a PTA meeting, and there were some students in the school who, who were Muslims, and they came to that school, and the, their parents were Muslims. So we attended a PTA meeting, and she made me to do opening prayer. Pastor, can you please do the opening prayer? I did the opening prayer, and then closing prayer, I said, we want to call, mention the Muslims, and this woman to give her the, you, see, you want to please everybody. You want to be politically correct. Don't be afraid. Hallelujah. Don't be afraid. You are an ambassador for Christ. Hallelujah. God will protect your business. God will protect your school. God will protect that venture. Hallelujah. Let it be a channel of kingdom influence. Tell God my school is yours. You can use it. My business is yours. You can use it. Tell him. And trust him. Don't be afraid. I'm sure she's thinking, you know, if I make this thing, every Christian, Christian prayer, this woman will say, I'm leaving the school. You see, that's what I'm sure she was thinking. That's why we can't bring kingdom influence. Everybody's afraid. But faith is forsook Egypt, not fearing the wrath of the king. Matthew 10. This is it. Matthew 10. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Oh, I see some of you restructuring your business. I see some of you restructuring your schools. You are going to restructure things and inject kingdom influence. Glory to God. Oh, this is awesome, Lord. Matthew chapter 10. Wow. Verse 24. The disciple is not above his master nor the servant above his lord it is enough for the disciple that he be as his master and the servant as his lord if they have called the master of the house Belzebub how much more shall they call them of his household Go, let me start from 24 again. I want you to get it. Please get this before we continue. He said, the disciple is not above his master, nor the servant above his Lord. Verse 25. It is enough for the disciple that he be as his master, and the servant as his Lord. If they have called the master of the house Belzebub, how much more shall they call them of his household? Verse 26. Fear them not therefore. For there is nothing covered 
that shall not be revealed. And hidden that shall not be known. Fear them not therefore. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh, this is awesome. Verse 27, he said, what I tell you in darkness, that speak ye in the light. And what ye hear in the ear, that preach ye upon the housetops. Hallelujah. Declare it. Declare the message of the kingdom. Find ways and means. You may not necessarily need to be standing there and be preaching it. But God will give you ideas, ways and means to plant the kingdom wherever you are. Glory be to God. And, oh, this is awesome. This is awesome. And fear them not which kill the body, but are not able to kill the soul. But rather, fear him which is able to destroy both soul and body in hell. You see, you are afraid of the response of people who would think that you are not politically correct, and they may react in certain ways. He said, hey, you are afraid of them, and not me. They can only destroy your body. They can just close the door of opportunity, but I can close the door to heaven. That's what he's saying. That's what he's saying. So, so don't be afraid of them. Don't be afraid of them. This fear is what has kept many believers in their comfort zones. It's like I don't want trouble. You know, I don't want my, my business to suffer. I, I, don't want, I don't want my school to suffer. Yesterday I read the last thing. I said that thanks be to God who always causes us to triumph so that the savor of his knowledge will be experienced in every place. Every triumph a believer gets, every open door, every breakthrough must lead to the manifestation of the fragrance of the knowledge of God. Yes. It is a means to something. It is a means to inject kingdom influence. Glory to God. Oh, the three Hebrew boys said, Oh, king, live forever. They said, we are, not, we are not careful to answer you in this matter. That is kingdom life. And the Bible says that God was not ashamed to be called their God. They were not afraid. They were not afraid. They were not afraid. Somebody came to me and said, A, a businessman, I mean, very rich, came to me and said, The Lord has spoken to me to be giving you money every month. And then the Lord opened my eyes. And I saw something about him. And I told him he didn't like. The money didn't come. <laughs> now, I want to ask a question. Should I compromise the truth? And go for money? And go for opportunity? And go for everybody saying, Oh, you have a very nice school. You don't offend anybody. You know, you don't say things that step on anybody. So you are very, everything is accommodated. You are, you are very nice. Really? Look at what Jesus said. <laughs> Verse 29. He said, Are not two sparrows sold for a farthing? And one of them shall not fall on the ground without your father. Do you know what Jesus is saying? Your business will never fail without him. Don't be afraid. Nobody can kill that thing. No, just because you are standing for the truth, nobody can kill it. Jesus will uphold it. He said, You are better than two sparrows. And yet not one sparrow will fall without the father. If he even permits it for the fall, there's a reason. There's a reason. There's a reason. He said, oh, Jesus, but the very hairs of your head are numbered. 
Oh, thank you, Lord. Just, just wave your hands to him. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. We are not afraid. We are not afraid to declare on the housetops the things he said to us in our ears. Glory be to God. He said, fear ye not therefore, ye are, more, ye are of more value than many sparrows. Oh, this is a good word. Verse 32. Whosoever therefore, so this is what he was actually talking about, shall confess me before men. He will I confess also before my Father which is in heaven. But whosoever shall deny me, why? Because he's afraid. He wants to be accepted. He wants to be politically correct. He doesn't want to be treated like his master. A servant is not above his master. A disciple is not greater than his Lord. If they called your master that he had, if they said your master had bells, they said, what would they say to you? Worst thing. He said, but whosoever shall deny me before men, he will I also deny before my father which is in heaven. Which one do you prefer? To be denied before men or to be denied before the father? The choice is ours. The choice is ours. And this is the reason why there are so many Christians in many places. But many have shut their mouth and they are doing nothing. Because they say, oh, you know, this is a social environment and these things are not allowed. If you have passion, God will give you an idea how to do it and still excel in the system. God will give you an idea. Paul went to Athens and he saw the whole land wholly given to idolatry. Because of his passion, it was this man who said that I am indebted. For him, preaching the gospel is like owing somebody. Hallelujah. He said, I am indebted both to the Jews and to the barbarians. And he said, as much as in me is, I am ready to preach the gospel to you that are in Rome also. So the Bible said, when Paul walked throughout the place and he saw the whole land wholly given to idolatry, his spirit was stirred up within him. In other words, he was saying within him, Lord, what is this? How can I talk? What will I say? What should I do? And the Bible said, he saw an inscription to the unknown God. And the Holy Ghost said, this is the key. This is the key. So God gives you ideas. God shows you where to hit to get the message through. If you do, it looks impossible. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. So he gathered them and said, I perceive that you guys are very superstitious. He said, I saw one of your inscriptions to the unknown God. He said, he's the one I'm presenting to you. Glory be to God. Oh, God is going to give us ideas. God is going to show us how to present the kingdom. Glory to God. We need to be passionate. You see, there, look, if you are passionate, God will give you, you will do this. One day I, 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 I met somebody, I wanted to preach to him. I said, sir, can you give me five minutes? I want to share something with you. He said, no, 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 I'm busy. And the Holy Ghost came upon me. And I said, sir, what I'm coming to tell you is more important than where you are going. He was shocked and he stood still and he gave his life to Christ that day. You see, so the Lord will lead you to do things if you are, if you are, if you are passionate about this heavenly city. If you know you are a stranger, if you know you are a pilgrim, you are passing through and you are passionate. You see, people who shake their world are those who are so focused on that world. 
Is it a strange thing? No. That was the secret of Jesus. Why did Jesus go through all that he went through? The Bible said, for the joy that was set before him. Oh, yes. So, you see, if we can also set that joy before us, we will shake our world. We will shake our world. Shake our world. You don't just employ people. You don't just employ them and they just work for you. They come, they go, they come, they go. And you are okay. You are a believer. You are okay. There's something wrong somewhere. Some of them, you can be so passionate, God will give you ideas. The last time I was telling you. Can you imagine an employee going to lunch with CEO? It's a privilege. It's a privilege. Maybe if you call them and you tell them that things are like they will say that you are, you are abusing your post, you know, because they are employees, whatever. So you give them a small car. We are going for lunch. And then when you go for that lunch, you tell them, oh, what is your secret in life? What is your secret? Then they will say, oh, I've been working hard, whatever. Meanwhile, he is like 10 grades below you, working hard. And then you tell him, well, my secret is Jesus Christ. Then you say, you'll be sure. And that's how, you see, God will just give you ideas. God will just give you ideas. Because at the end of the day, nothing else will matter. He said, don't be afraid of those who killed this body. This thing, everything we are doing that is earthly, material. Jesus said, don't even fear it. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. So, if you just employ people, you are helping them physically. You know, I believe that meeting the felt needs of people should not be an end in itself. It should be a way by which we introduce the kingdom to them. So, just meeting felt needs is not enough. It's like helping this body but not touching the soul. Amen. I don't know if I've said important things. Amen. Amen. Tonight, this is what the Lord laid on my heart to share. That every one of us will awaken to the sheep that are scattered all around us. And see how great the harvest is. And how we are really the answer to that prayer. Pray ye the Lord of the harvest, that he will send forth laborers. We are the answer. We are the laborers. We are the ambassadors who must beseech men and women by any means possible. Not only in full-time ministry, but in every sphere of life, beseeching people to be reconciled to God. We are strangers and we are pilgrims. We are seeking a heavenly country, a city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. The Apostle Paul said, I am groaning. I'm groaning within me. He said, I'm only here because it is profitable. He said, but I am groaning that I will be absent in this body. This is a man who shook his wealth. He had this mentality. He said, I wish that I am absent. But I'm present here because of a reason. But I wish that I am absent. So that desire to be absent made him to be impactful whilst present. Amen and amen. That desire to be absent made him impactful whilst present. 
And that's the key. Many don't know that those who shake their world are those who really desire the other world. They are the ones who will shake this world. Praise the Lord. I want us to pray for about two minutes. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Wow. Anyhow you want to pray, you may sit, you may stand, you may kneel. Please feel free. I want us to pray to God that the consciousness of being pilgrims and strangers will come upon us. That consciousness will overtake us, will engulf us, will rule our minds and our hearts in every sphere of endeavor. That God will put that consciousness and make it alive in us. In the name of Jesus Christ. Shall we please pray for some few minutes? In the name of Jesus Christ. Perio sera makota libre de hedas, kentere bosa dira matahayas, e manda koba reta la mazitere mehedas, e manda koba radama setaramades, e manda koba di hamaratosa, fandara kazotere bedehantolobosoas, prende koba rida masatoas, Lord, all that you have given us. All that you have empowered us with is to serve your higher purposes. We pray tonight that we will be so focused, we will be so minded of the heavenly kingdom, Lord, that is present in us, that we are seeking to enter physically in the name of Jesus, that we will be so overtaken by the desire to be with you, that being here will be impactful in the name of Jesus. Manda cobra tera bastate haba, remere cosina rabase, parina peri hositaba. Lord, help us. Lord, help us. Please, I want us to pray. I want us to pray that every fear will leave us. Every fear, every fear, every fear, every fear to stand for God. Every fear to declare his truth. Every fear that we have in introducing the kingdom in the midst of the difficulties, the politically correct environment. Every fear not to hurt anybody, not to offend anybody. Jesus said in that same passage of Matthew 10, he said, do you think I came to bring peace? He said, no, I brought a sword. What he meant was that I came to stand for the right thing. I didn't come to please men and women. I want us to pray that the power of that fear will be broken tonight. That the boldness of the love of God will overtake our hearts in the name of Jesus. Santa Rabakoas. Remeke telebrodo sintarabahadas. 
Lord, that fear that makes us hold back, that fear that makes us keep quiet, that fear that makes us please everyone, that fear that makes us to be among the number, that fear that makes us go the way of the world and not the way of the kingdom, that fear that makes us to mix everything up and not to stand out. Lord, let that fear be broken. Empower us to stand out. Empower us to stand out. Let us not be afraid, Lord, for we are better than sparrows. Hey, Kantarabastoma, Ramato, Sikamarete, Breno, Sina, Makea, Himanta, Kota, Lamasani, Branda, Koba, Rine, Mestea, Hibredo, Kosida, Rabas, Remete, Lebroto, Sie, Pendo, Sikata, Remerekeste, Remerekosia, Hamando, Koloboseta, Himanda, Rabasaya, Hibaradabasata, Hibaradabasandis. Paul said, I count everything but down that I may win Christ. Lord, we live in a world where fear stares us in the face. Sometimes to stand for you, our jobs will be at stake. Sometimes, Lord, to advance your kingdom, setting open doors will be under threat. Sometimes, Lord, to introduce your kingdom, we stand the danger of losing students and losing favors, Lord. But tonight we pray for boldness. We pray for courage. We pray that the power of fear will be broken. We pray that we will have respect unto the recompense of that heavenly reward. We pray that we will choose the sufferings of Christ as greater riches. Open our eyes to see the sufferings of Christ. The price we pay to declare the message of Christ. The price we pay to stand and advance the cause of the kingdom. Open our eyes that we may see them as greater riches, Lord. Lord, many of us see these things as followers. And there are even fellow Christians who mock us. Because they seem to be saved and we suffer for our stand for you. Sometimes we are ostracized. Sometimes we are denied promotions. Sometimes we are denied open doors. Sometimes we are kept from certain favors. Lord, because of certain actions. But Lord, a disciple is not greater than his Lord. A servant is not greater than his master. Give us the courage. Give us the courage. Give us the boldness, O oh God, to stand, to restructure our lives in the kingdom way. Let us not go the way of the world because we want to be politically correct, because we want to be accepted, because we want to be liked. For you said, Woe unto you if men speak good about if all men speak good about you. Lord, give us the courage to be different, to stand out. For our world is in dire need of true thought. 
For if the salt has also lost its saltiness and it is tasted like the well, what impact can it make? It is desperate good for nothing but to be thrown away and trodden under foot of God. We pray tonight that we will be that salt. That even if we are the only one, Lord, we, you don't need so much salt to add taste to a soup. Just a pinch of salt is enough. Make us that pinch of salt. Even if we are the only one, let us stand. And having done all to stand, oh God, let us stand for impact. Let us stand to bring impact. Let us stand for influence. Let us stand for the kingdom. Give us the power to overcome the temptations to compromise. For we live in a world of fear. Where righteousness looks bad and good looks evil. For the Bible said that day will come when good will be evil and evil will be good. Lord, we receive strength, grace to be different. Lord, I'm a young pastor. I live in a day where young pastors who seek your heart are mocked. They are not followed. Lord, but I know you have a remnant. For you said to Elijah, there are 7,000 others who have not bowed their knees. Lord, I pray for your strength to stand and to advance the cause of the kingdom. Open our eyes, Lord. Open our eyes, Lord. Open our eyes, Lord. Open our eyes. Open our eyes. Open our eyes, Lord. That we may see you. The treasure hidden in the field. I thank you for the courage. I thank you. I thank you. Lord, there are those here who would go and restructure their schools. That even if pupils will spend just a year, they will have a taste of the kingdom. There are those here who will go and restructure their hospitals, restructure their offices, restructure their businesses to inject kingdom influence. Lord, give them the courage, the wisdom, the strength, the skill, the skill, the skill to do it. I thank you, Lord, in the precious name of Jesus.